0: Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing, and how we are creative, and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. Join us now. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing, and today I have with me Judy Woods. Judy is an abstract artist who started painting after her father died in 2017. Since immersing herself in her artwork, Her whole life has changed and now she helps others find clarity and direction in their art so that they can find their unique voice and create authentic art they love. So welcome, Judy. Thank you. Thank you very much, Larissa. I'm happy to be here. Well, I am very happy to have you. We had you in our A Year in Colour um, sampler and you're in the full year, so that's exciting to have you for that and and share your creations. So, For those who don't know you, can you share a little bit about
1: yourself and how you got where you are today? Sure. Um, Well, I'm from New Zealand. I live in New Zealand and um, I um, have always loved creating since a child, um, just absolutely loved it. And um, I can remember I used to trot around after my mother and ask her, what can I make now? (laughs) So she was plagued by that question but anyway I went to art school and didn't have a great time at art school um, I just basically lacked self-belief self-confidence and I think to to thrive in an art school you have to um, like what you do and um, be able to put yourself out there and I certainly wasn't at that stage in my life at that time so after art school um, I floated around for a little while, and then I decided to go to teacher's college, and I learned how to be a teacher, and when I went into the classroom and taught, I discovered that I loved it, and um, so that started me on a career about, I was teaching art in secondary schools for about 16 years, and um, during that time I had um, a couple of kids, I started a family, and um, all that time, I would try and do a bit of painting, a bit of art, but I never really—it uh, could never be my number one priority because I had partner, children, you know, all those sorts of things. And then when my children went to went to school, I went back to teaching, and so I had a job as well. So it was always sort of vaguely put on the on the back burner, really. Um, and then um, so. Fast forward up to 2017, my father died. And um, I it, I don't know why it hadn't occurred to me before then, but it really brought up front and personal to me that my time was finite, that one day I would be in a box and my life would be over. And I needed to reevaluate what was really important to me. And so at that point, I um, I decided I wasn't teaching anymore because we would moved into the country and I I wasn't teaching. So I set myself up on the dining room table and I just thought I'm going to start this and find out what sort of art I can create. And um, it was rather torturous to begin with. Um, I didn't know what my art looked like. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I was good at. Um, but over time, I gradually found what it was that I love to do and um and I just it kind of built and I got better at it and um I started to show my work um and I won some national awards and then it really that really built my confidence and I was sort of away flying by then and yeah so and then the pandemic started and um I was um, about to show some work in a pop up gallery in a, in a shop that had closed, an empty shop. And I, so I had all these paintings and I needed to get them framed. And I thought, um, so, you know, usually what I would do is just dip into the family budget and um, pay for the framing that way. But my partner's business is in tourism. And so when New Zealand went into lockdown, and we did that very quickly and very harshly. There was no half half measures. We were just all, all of a sudden, at home. I think you were the same in Canada, weren't you? you it yes. Was quite,
0: yeah.
1: Quite tough there too. Yeah. So, um, and he was like, you know, saying, "Oh, you know, this will be the end of the business. I'll be what? What sort of job will I get now? Type thing. I'll be pushing carts around the shopping, you know, around the car park, gathering up." shopping carts and things, I was thinking, oh, for goodness sake. So I I just thought, I can't ask for a couple of thousand dollars to frame my paintings. I need to start to be self-sufficient in my business. So we went into lockdown on a, on a Wednesday, I think, and I started a Facebook group on the Thursday. <laughs> and with a view to, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I had seen it done and I knew that somehow, I could perhaps teach people online and so that's how that's how it started and so now I have that Facebook group um is I think there's about six I think there's about 16 or 18,000 people in that Facebook group now and um and I have a course and um yeah and I, I teach online and absolutely love it absolutely love it yeah and I paint as well so yeah. I have found yeah. my way.
0: <laughs> it's it's so true. It's often out of necessity, you know? Absolutely,
1: yeah.
0: When I started uh, Creative U, I was still working and I kept saying I was going to quit. I kept saying I was going to quit until I lost my job. I'm like, okay, well, we're doing uh... this now, right? <laughs> and then I, I was kind of like doing it and then I ran out of savings and it was like, and then all of a sudden everything just fell into place because when you have to do it, you do that's it. Right. right. That's right. So I, yeah. I did one thing and then I, and so now I'm able to build things back up again,
1: but you know, yeah.
0: there's a lot of scariness there in,
1: in yeah. taking that Absolutely. leap of faith. Yeah. 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 No, big changes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And but it's and, amazing what you can do when you, when you, uh, um, when your back's up against the wall really. Um, and that's, that's been a fantastic learning for me. Because I've never been in that situation before, where I felt like I really have to um, do something for myself. I mean, I've always just been employed by the government, teaching kids in schools, and then you know we were re- we've always been quite reasonably comfortable financially. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was it's it's brilliant. It's a great example of resilience for my kids as well. So I, I sort of, even though the pandemic has been has been um, a real trial and and terrible in so many ways there's been a there's been some good that has come out of it as well Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I say that often and you know Mm -hmm. I I've felt the bad I know many people have I've lost friends Uh, but there's been so many things seeing um, people come together in community and seeing um, the collaborations that people are doing and seeing how you can now do anything Anywhere in the world, because we have access to it. We we had the internet, but you still didn't have access to so many things. And and everybody kind of had to change. I was already starting online before before but it definitely helped. You know, everybody came online. So
1: yeah, and I think all the online things became easier. I mean, how much is Zoom? um you know brought people together and made their whole platform easier you know it's yeah. it's incredible really yeah
0: and I, I talked to so many people who are like I didn't even know what zoom was right no before the um, pandemic yeah yeah and now they use yeah. it daily so yeah, yeah absolutely I just I'd like to revisit something you said about um art school yeah this is this is a common thing I hear about art school and how it kind of um takes the air out of you if you will as an mm. artist right and mm. I I have opinions about why that is. And, you know, mm. marking people on creativity and expression seems to be an issue mm. in, in my mind. But I didn't go to art school, but I talked to a mm. lot of people who have. Um, y- you said, you know, was, I, I believe, the time in your life when you didn't mm. have sort of the experience or... Um, confidence. Confidence to... Yeah. to you know, move through that. What would you say overall if people are thinking of going to art school or thinking they need to go to art school, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, well, I think it has a place in terms of teaching you technical stuff, mm-hmm. um, techniques and processes. I think it's good for putting you together with a whole lot of other people who are creative. Um but I, yeah. So I think if you can, if you can go into it thinking, I'm going to learn, um, you know, skills and techniques. I'm going to learn. Perhaps, well, I hope they do a better job of it now than they did in my day. But I'm going to learn how to have a an art practice. Mm-hmm. They didn't teach that to me, but I I think they do now. I hope they do. Um, and i'm going to i'm going to it's a, it's a pla- it's a good place for ideas to sort of um generate and be fostered and and to develop but i think if you uh i think you have to go in there with a view to what you want to get out of it and i think you have to be pretty strong and i think you have to hold people to account because i think it's very easy for people to nestle themselves in an institution as a tutor or a teacher and um, not really deliver a great amount of value and they they you know in my experience and actually my sister has just recently done a design course and it depends where you go of course some of them are some of them are fantastic and and others of them perhaps aren't but it would it would it would be well worth doing a bit of homework first I think because um yeah, it's a it's a nice income for for people who want to pursue their own art interests in a nice environment where they have everything and accessible to you know that's accessible to them in order to do that. But whether they actually deliver for their students is another thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I would be talking to people about if I was interested in going to art school.
0: <laughs> I find now. Especially with the access to so much on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, do, do you even need to go to, cause you can learn from so many different people. Yeah. It, I And One of the things I remember, I had a good friend that was in art school and was just the sheer number of things you got to try, right? Like you got to try mm-hmm. all the different things. Um, yeah. I, I think that's really important for anybody who's developing mm-hmm. a style is to, mm. to figure out, because you don't know until you try it, right?
1: No, that's right, yeah. Yeah,
0: just trying all the different things. Yeah, and, yeah. and it
1: was great to learn. I mean, I learned, as, as you say, I did lots of printmaking, so I learned how to do screen printing and intaglio printing and etching and all that sort of stuff, um, which was great. But, um, yeah, at, at the end of it, um, I certainly didn't come out feeling like um, I knew I knew how, how to technically do it, but I had no idea how to make a, a composition work or make something that I liked. Anyway, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. those are important things. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, really, they really are
1: kind <laughs> <laughs> <Quite> of <a> fundamental. <laughs>
0: Yes. All right. So do your homework. If you're thinking of going to art school, have a thick skin, do your homework. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions I ask all my guests, what does healing with creativity mean to you?
1: Well, I know you asked this question and so I've been having a think about it. And, um, I, I, my experience of it is after my father died and, um, I was, he died quite quickly and I was just an absolute shock really. Um, and I can remember it was, you know, it was at that time that I decided to start painting. And so all of my, um, what I was, all the things I gathered together to um, bring into my, sort of the subject of my work at that time was all around him and my memories and, um, and just anything to do with him, I had gone in and taken a lot of photos of his, of the inside of his wardrobe, his bedside table, his um, shed where he did all, you know, had all his gardening things and all sorts of stuff like that. So I had lots of visual material. I just didn't have him. Mm-hmm. And um, and just the process, I think, of taking that, taking all that, all those memories all that um, stimuli that sort of suggested him and putting it and playing with it physically, like holding the papers and playing and arranging them and taking them and doing things with them. You're sort of transforming those things into something else. And I think that's kind of a metaphor for the transition that you have to take from the time that you have with him to now there's a new, you have a new time and he's gone and you're adjusting to that. And it's a, wonderful, it's a wonderful way of making, of helping you to make that transition because in one sense, it's very distracting because you can just be distracted about what color shall I put here? What tool shall I use? What material shall I use? What do I want this to look like? So those are just all technical, um, you know, arty type things. And on the other hand, it's transitioning, it's dealing with those memories, having them there, but also you've got that layer of distraction, which doesn't take you too deeply into the painful stuff. So you'd have time to sit with them, and watch them and just be with them. But you can do something with them. And, and you can make something that means something to you, whether it's beautiful or whatever, but it has some meaning in it, and it delivers you to a place where you can, um, you can be with those memories, you've sort of worked your way through with them, they can still be sad, because we have to feel that sadness. But somehow you've, you've traveled with them, and you've come to a different sort of place. Yeah. So I think that that's my experience of, of healing, or, you know, and I just think it's incredibly therapeutic to have to just the idea of actually touching and and maneuvering and playing and and working your way through all this all this stuff that that reminds you of the person or whatever it is that you're having to deal with and somehow coming to a point where you know you have made something new out of it and that's kind of what you have to do with your life really when someone dies like that yeah
0: yeah it's just so true. Uh, I can feel that as well. When my, mm-hmm. when my partner, uh, died, that was when I got back into painting originally and really? yeah. it, it was just a way to process, right. I just needed yeah. to move the paint and, and just be able to process that. And yeah, yeah it, it just, uh, and then more recently, well, um, seven, eight years ago now, more recently, um, when i w- went through such a bad depression and then i used creativity to um work my way through that and journaling mm. and painting and and all sorts mm. of things but yeah the the death of my partner was definitely the time that it was like i need to i need to create right now that was the yes. first time i have ever really felt that right. you know that that need to yeah. process through creation yes
1: yeah. that's yeah. really interesting actually because it's I haven't given it too much thought before, and it's just been recently that I've been thinking about it. And it's this whole—I don't know what it is—within within within us, within humans. And I think everybody has this. It's not just people who call themselves creatives. I think it's an instinct within all of us to to make something. And I think um, maybe when you're raw and you're cut right to the quick, that is—that's the part of you that wants to rebuild and so you know you you feel that drive to somehow make something create something yeah it's really interesting yeah
0: well I've I've found that through through the years of teaching um, healing with creativity Mm. is exactly that right as you as you create and you're able to express in a lot of ways Mm. you're unable to express in the in the in the words in yes that's right and so like to talk it out you can only do that for so much and then yeah you know even writing is easier for me but if I can move paint around or mm. for me it's paint for somebody else it could be gardening or baking or you know yeah, whatever yeah. it is but um yeah, yeah. just
1: that it's need it's a really interesting process isn't it really yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. well we're creative beings if we would just open up and allow that
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, I know. and why we have to uh yeah I mean the, the other thing that comes with it is this, this judgment as well. And that's so hard. Mm-hmm. I, have a, um, I have a student who I'm going to meet with later this week and, um, and she's having a real tough time with it. And I said to her, you know, between now and then when I see you, I want you to be really kind to the artist that is you. And I want you to tell that critic, to go and stand by the gate and just give give that <laughs> give that critic some distance. Mm. Back send him it's always a him, funly enough. <laughs> send him or her down to the end of the road and get him to stay down there and tell you if there's a, a bear or a tiger or a rapist or a mass murder or someone coming. But yeah, it's just I don't know why that. I think it's it comes from that fear, doesn't it? Fear of of um but it's a, if only we could create without that, we would, it would be a magical world, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be. And, and and
0: that is, it's funny that you say it, it's a hymn, because I, I call it the masculine energy, right, that we have. And the feminine energy yeah. is the creative. Masculine yeah. energy is that must produce something. Yeah. And so you're only valued if you can sell it. But how do you get from A to B, right? How do you start I, I, creating and then get to the selling point um, yeah. without trying and creative creativity is not ultimately about selling. I mean, it's great. No. you want to do that, but it's about expression and, and being able yeah. to express. And so as women, especially, but that feminine energy is in everyone. Yeah. We need to express, we need to create and, yeah. But we get caught up in the societal expectations of that's production. Mm, and so yeah. it's such a, such an issue. And then, of course, you know, that whole going to art class, whether it's in art school or, you know, uh, elementary yeah. school and your teacher's like, trees can't be purple. And oh,
1: we have one in our yard that's purple. What do you mean trees can't be purple? Yeah. <laughs> and being measured against other people and, you know, the teacher's expectations. I know there's a lot of lot of undoing that that happens along the, uh, mm. along those years. But yeah, I know. I think and I think the wonderful thing about pursuing your art and trying to keep. Um, I mean, when I when I started, my ultimate goal was to show my work, and I did want to sell it, of course. But in the beginning, I knew I had uh, I wasn't there yet, and so I had to find out what it was that I loved and so that was that was what I followed um and when um and I used to always you know whatever I did I used to always show my partner or who was always usually my partner because he was the most available I would show him you know what do you think of this and to this day the the response I get is a oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> But now I, I, I show it because I'm excited and I just want to, you know, it's like running to your mother with a drawing. Look at this, mum, you know. <laughs> but, um, but now uh, I, I know what it is that I like and, and so that's what, I, that's what I pursue. And I think when you, when you find what it is that you love, there's a freedom in that. And so you don't actually need the validation from other people. And you can just pursue it. And you do find a confidence and a freedom that comes um, when you find what it, you know, your expression that you can do sometimes quite easily actually, um, because it's coming from from within you. You know, it's your aesthetic, it's it's you, it's your essence. And um so finding that is is freeing and actually allows more expression and for it to be truer and truer and truer. Yeah. Yeah, it it's the sweet spot.
0: Mm. So I challenge everyone listening to find your sweet spot. Ignore mm-hmm. ignore what other people say yeah. and do what feels right for you and, and find your sweet
1: spot. Yeah, absolutely. Don't I ask really your part. mm. Yeah.
0: Well, I mm-hmm. want to thank you so much, uh, Judy, for being here. I do see you have a free gift for our listeners. You have painting prompts and we'll put the link there so that they can Great. get can you tell them a little bit about that.
1: The painting Yeah. Prompt? Well, I teach abstract art, so um, in abstract art, there's um, you know there's always the question, what next? What do I do now? Because you haven't got anything to look at, to sort of, as your visual guide. Mm-hmm. So um, this prompt sheet just gives you lots of ideas about um, different ways of applying the paint, different tools you can use, different types of line you can add, think ways of creating different shapes. Um, different ways of representing subject matter in a more abstract sort of form, different ways of looking at subject matter, there's, you know, there's heaps and heaps of stuff in there, so um, it sort of helps pe- helps you answer that question, what do I do now? <laughs>
0: I love that, I love that, well thank you again for being here today and sharing some of your story, and, and uh, you know, we I, I just really enjoyed
1: our conversation. Yeah, so did I, no, it's a great pleasure, thank you, Larissa.
0: To our listeners, we will see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in.